Hello everyone, welcome to the Untold Stories podcast where we unfold the events that led some of the modern successful entrepreneurs to reach prosperity. We want to thank you so much for tuning in and if you want more content from us, you can follow us on our social media accounts at Startup Bogovgrad. Ilian Kurdja-Christoph is here with us today. He is our first guest in our new team where we give the platform to young entrepreneurs. He is the founder of Push Marketplace, a mobile app that allows users to buy, sell and discover new or second-hand clothes. So hi Ilian, welcome to the Untold Stories podcast and thank you so much for agreeing to meet with me. Thank you, it's a, it's a pleasure. Actually, it's, it was a dream for me to, to be part of a podcast, so <laughs> I should thank you. Well, I'm really glad that we are both experiencing something new today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my first question would be, have you always known that you want to be an entrepreneur or was it just something that gradually evolved into? I have never think about that, but to be honest, um, it was never a goal for me to be to be an entrepreneur. I don't even like the word entrepreneur and like a businessman. I like, I prefer more like a guy who is giving other people like value, but it's never been a goal, but I've always done things related to it. Like, I remember a story when I was a kid, like fourth fourth or fifth grade, and I was trying to resell like cards, like Yu-Gi-Oh cards back in school. And basically I was buying the, the pack of, of those cards and like picking like the good ones and the, the most powerful ones and then reselling them to my, to my classmates in, in school. Um, it was pretty good business if we can call it this way. I remember uh, I earned like 40 to 50 bucks, which for a kid in like 11, 12, year, 12 years old, is like a lot. I ended up buying like skateboard or something like that. And then because, as I said, it was pretty, pretty good business. A lot of people in my school actually started to to do the same thing. And like after two weeks, it wasn't good anymore. So I, I decided to stop reselling. And then um, me and a friend decided that we can stop uh doing this and start doing the cards uh, by ourselves. Like we basically using the computer, going to Google, like downloading a picture of, of a card, then using paint, changing the, the picture, changing the name, the description, making like the card super powerful, like max stars and stuff. And then uh, giving it to my mom so she can actually print the, print the card. And going back to school and starting to resell those cards again, then it went massive. Like it was crazy that we were selling like a a lot of cards. So we didn't have a time to actually produce them again. And um, it was so good. But um, then me me and my friend went went over a fight once because of a deal which we had about a card. And he ended up being like super upset and he went and shared the whole story with, <laughs> with all the people in school. And because the cards were basically fake 
everyone in the school went super upset. And yeah, uh, so during my childhood, I I had a, a lot of stories like like that, like me buying, selling stuff. So as I said, it's never been a goal, but somehow um, it's always been in in me. Let's say that was actually a really nice story. <laughs> Um, so how did it uh, evolve from selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards to push (laughs) (laughs) so maybe it was um, it was 2017 when I uh, left my uh, my hometown and then uh, came here to Sofia and because I was super passionate about like sneakers and clothes, those kind of stuff, um, I started to uh, buy sneakers and secondhand clothes from like outlet stores or uh, those um, secondhand uh, stores. And then I was reselling them using my Instagram page. Um, yesterday, I found a screenshot of of it back in 2017 when Instagram was like super different and I went super cringy to, to be honest but um, it wasn't like uh, super crazy good um, business and I ended up um, making another page which was more um, like when you want to sell something uh, basically, the people were sending me pictures of those products, and I was uploading those pictures in my Instagram page with like product description and size, price, condition, and everything else. And when there was a sale, I was basically the middleman of the sale, like giving the seller the information about the buyer or giving the buyer the information about the seller. And this one was. Uh, this one went pretty good. Like for, I remember for six months, it went from zero to like 4,000 people, which in 2018 was a lot. And then I was start thinking about how I can monetize that. And I decided that once I hit 5,000 followers, which was a lot, I can start charging people with one left for every listing that they can um, send me and for every product that they want to to sell. But then it was May 2018, just a month before my first work and and travel program. Something happened and Instagram kicked me out and deleted the page with like no reason. And I don't know if you know, but even right now, in 2022, it's like super hard to um, convince Instagram that you actually own the page and like everything it, 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 with the page is like all right. And even right now, even right now, Instagram have a report page, and then you can go there, uh, share a report, and then send them send them invoices on, so you can convince them in in basically the what what's the real uh true about the 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 page but back in 2018 it was mostly impossible to to get a page back so um i was like okay leave it uh i'm going to usa anyway and i will figure it out when i when i come back 
and yeah, I went to the States and during, uh, during my nine to five job over there, I found um, Poshmark, which was, um, w- which is still one of the, uh, one of the biggest uh, fashion marketplaces in, in the world, not only in the States. Um, and yeah, I was like, basically Poshmark is, um, that's my little page in Instagram, but it's a, in totally different, um, like in, it, it, it is an application. Um, it's like, a it combines two applications in one. It combines applications like OOX and then it combines application with like Instagram. And when you combine them, uh, you get an application like um, push right now. It's basically a social media interface with like marketplace. And yeah, I was like, we should do that in Bulgaria too. And um, I came back to, to Bulgaria in September, but the, mus- the money which uh, I had from, 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 the whole, from the whole summer in 2018 wasn't like a lot. So I was like, I will keep reselling shoes and secondhand clothes um, until um, next summer. And when I go back to States, I will earn even more money so I can do the application. And that's basically what happened. I went to, to USA again in 2019. And I was like super convinced that I will earn a lot of money so I can do the application. And basically every day until, um, my, until the, the end of the summer, I was explaining everyone that if I didn't back next year to the States, then I succeeded of making the, the application, but the things didn't get, um, di- didn't um, went um, just like that. And I, I get back to, I got back to, to Bulgaria again um, with more money than, uh, than the previous year. And um, I asked my father if uh, he can find me a, a, a guy who can build like the whole uh, pitch presentation and the whole business plan and everything else. And I started doing the pitch presentation together with the business plan with, with a guy, which, um, which was a, 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 f- a friend of my father. And um, I was working in, in Adidas in this point. And I remember one day he was like, um, calling me, I was working and he was like calling me and he was like, get out. We're going to, to meet an invest in, in, investor. And I was like, do it. I'm basically in my uniform, which is like the three stripes and like the t-shirt and the, the socks and the, the shorts. And he was like, get out, get out. We have to, to go and meet this guy. Uh, then yeah, after, uh, several meetings with, with this guy, he was like, um, okay, I like the idea. Uh, and I can like give you, um, uh, 300,000, uh, leva in like cash and, uh, marketing. So you can actually do the, do I do the, the whole process and the whole idea. And I was like, super happy. I. I didn't even believe it in the first two or three weeks. And then a lot of things happened. 
the corona came and this guy was like kept giving me um like excuses until one day uh he called me and he was like i don't like this part of the business plan you should change it and i was like if i change this um like this part of the business plan uh the application would change like completely so i was like i'm not doing that and to be honest thanks god that i didn't take those money be- because i had zero zero experience in basically everything like zero ex- zero experience in like e-commerce e-commerce like software um like zero zero experience in marketing the only experience which i had was like in fashion and like let's be like honest what what type of uh even experience in in fashion with um and yeah thanks god i i didn't take those money because um it just went like super natural after that and um yeah i met a lot of people with experience in in those industries that i actually took a lot uh from and when i was actually ready to build the product i had a lot of experience in like not a lot but like a little bit in every industry that that was um push in and yeah well thank you so much for sharing this because i i do believe that our listeners would totally relate to it especially you know the work and travel part and then the no experience part um i think um there is a lot of food for thought from what you said so um i know that at some point you found your co-founders can you please tell me how what was their role in building the product and how important do you believe co-founders are? I will um I would transform a little bit the question and giving you just a little bit of um more uh of the behind story because um when when the whole thing with this in- investor didn't get well I was like okay I'm giving up um the application is it's not going to happen uh and i kept doing the same thing with reselling shoes and stuff and then when the things get serious i was like i have to build myself an e-commerce site so i can sell those stuff um to more people and like making it more professional and i started using um accounts which is um yeah every everyone knows who who account are but basically a shipping company and when i was using them as a as a shipping company i was using their offices a lot and one day in their offices i um i saw that pop up ad- advertiser that uh, was about um basically a marketplace where you can share share uh, you can sell everything in in this marketplace kind of like OOX with a lot of categories and i was like if i got my idea and then i can connect it with a delivery company then it can be like super successful and i started to um trying to to find a way to contact those people from account like sending uh cold emails and cold messages in like linkedin 
trying to find uh, a contact of the real owner and founder and trying to ask those guys in the in the office to to send me like a contact of someone who can I actually speak with and share my idea with and then after a lot of uh, people saying me no I found out a way to find um, um, the, 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 the founder's mail, basically the owner and founder's mail. And I sent him a mail and I was like, I had that, I have that idea. Can we like speak so we can find a way so you guys can actually invest in my idea. And he gave me a, a email back in like five minutes, which was like super strange. And uh, yeah, I ended up working for a account instead of them uh, investing in my project. Uh, he was like, we're not going to invest in the project, but you can come to account and we can build it together. And I went to account. I worked over there for like um, nine months. But the whole time I was in, in account, I was thinking that the company is too big and they're not flexible. Um, and basically, they can't build an application which is so um, in this niche of fashion. And I was like, okay, I have to try build the, the application. Uh, and in this time, I actually found my co-founders, Lubo and Simu. And it's a super fun story. Uh, the first time we met was a eight-hour meeting. We went to a meeting. Um, and the idea was to show them the presentation, like the pitch and the idea and everything else. And then we ended up in like eight hours um, meeting because after I shared with them the whole idea and um, the presentation, they basically open an app and start making like the mockups and the, 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 the screens and everything else. So they get, uh, they got very into, into the whole thing um, from basically uh, our first uh, meeting and um, about the question uh, with the co-founders i really think that um you, you cannot build a, a successful startup if you don't have co-founders that's what i think because um in my other business which is the the e-commerce um, side with the with the secondhand clothes uh i struggled uh, a lot because I was alone. Like two years of me uh, trying to scale the business, um, I was basically alone. And when you try, when you are the only one um, with the vision, and basically you have to to build the strategy, and together with that, to to do every daily uh, tasks which you which you have, and it is super super hard. And yeah, to, to be honest, I don't really think that you can build a successful company if you don't have at least a co-founder or in my, uh, in my position too. And what would you say is the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, you have to really, um, you have to be ready to skip a lot of, um, let's say a lot of fun stuff which your friends are basically doing because um yeah 
yesterday was Friday. I don't want to sound like a guru and like those uh, YouTube guys who are like, work hard and stuff like this. But um, I will give you like, like an example of my weekend. Yesterday, I was in the office until 3 a.m. I went home. I fell asleep around 4. Then I woke up at 7 to go to a store, which we went there with a friend so we can um, find a good um, like secondhand stuff. And then I'm here right now. Then I have another meeting. And then my whole weekend is going to be full of work with uh, meetings and and those kind of stuff so i really like the statement statement of like sacrificing uh, a lot of stuff because if you really want to be a entrepreneur uh or as i said giving other people uh value you have to sacrifice a lot and what is the most exciting thing about being an entrepreneur the same <laughs> like sacrificing a lot of things and i really like the idea of me being like totally different and totally strange to the other people because i don't really like the idea of yeah i like going out and going to parties and stuff but i don't like making it like super often uh and the whole idea of um of people um, going every weekend, uh, going out every weekend and spending like a lot of money and like not building anything that can be actually helpful to the, to the society. And yeah, I once again sound like those people from YouTube. But um, uh, yesterday I was thinking about that. Um, all the people, all those success successful people in in their interviews and in their podcasts videos movies and stuff they all sounds the same and they all speak the same things but like all of us when we when we hear them and when uh, when we hear them we are basically like yeah 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 it it sounds it sounds good but it sounds good because he's talking about it and then when you start actually doing those kind of stuff and you are actually in the same position like they used to be or they are, you start realizing that all the things which they're saying are basically true. You just have to figure, you have just to find your way of doing it. And yeah. So to, to come back to the question, um the whole um dynamic of the of of everything that is going on is probably like the best thing and a lot of entrepreneurs are saying that uh, the freedom is the other thing that um they like in the beginning there's basically no freedom but once you hit a point in which the business the business is doing good and your team is like um, doing good without you, then that's the point in which the different, uh, the, the freedom um, come and then you can really uh, get out from the, from the, from the whole um, 
not say metrics, but the whole nine to five, uh, yeah, daily routine. And um, how did you deal with, um, I mean, I don't know if it's a fear from failure or rejection or self-doubt, but how do you deal in those moments when things didn't look that great? Uh, it, I have a, some kind of, uh, I'm trying to use uh, some kind of a mentality, which is that if you're doing like hard things every day, and you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone every day, then when there is a when there is a failure and when there is a problem, then it's not hitting you that bad because you already have experience had experience in those kind of um, of of stuff. Yeah, there's people are doing something in the next office. I don't know if you you can hear it. Yeah, a little, but no problem. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, that's how I, um, that's how we actually, um, meeting with those, uh, pro problems. And I'm thinking about that every problem that is actually, um, we have transform us in something that, um, the next problem is not going to hit us that bad. So it's basically a mentality. Yeah, there there is um, a lot of moments in which we are like um, thinking like we are super messed up and like everything is over and all of those stuff. Fun fact, uh, we basically had 20 lever two days before the application went out. Like 20 lever and I was trying to find money and every code which I had was basically... Uh, finishing with, yeah, yeah, I would think about that. And it's not even an investment. It, it, it wasn't like a people who, who are going to invest in the application. It was my friends and like family and stuff. And I was basically trying to find like 2000 so we can invest in marketing and we can just launch the application. And in this moment, I was thinking that everything is over. Like I called my mother and I was like, maybe I'm, Maybe I'm not good at entrepreneurship. Like maybe, maybe I can go back. I should go back to nine to five and do the same thing until I figured it out another way and I can actually build a successful company. And she was like, uh, don't be like overreacting. Uh, just calm down uh, and you if you will figure it out the way. And yes, there is always a way. Like, even if, if the things are looking like crazy bad, just go to sleep, uh, get up the next morning when you're thinking way, way uh, better and everything is way, way easier. And just sit down and find a way to get off the problems which you have. Yeah, and I also like that uh, obviously your family supports you a lot because your father found you an investor. Your mother is like, don't be dramatic. <laughs> and they believe in you and they support you. And I, I just think that's really nice, especially for a young entrepreneur in Bulgaria. My, uh, my mother was always like behind my back. My father was, he's more like uh, a nine to five guy and he's not his whole life was built on not taking a lot of risks, which is fine. And 
there's nothing bad in it. But um, funny story, uh, when I was trying to find the the contacts of uh, account owner and and founder, uh, I'd called him because account is founded in Russia and basically he was working in Russia in this time. And I was like, um, can, can you find me like those contacts? And he was like, you already tried, tried two times. Uh, you have to give up. This application is not going to, to happen. So yeah, after, um, after all that time of me uh, not giving up, He's um, now supporting me in basically everything, everything that I'm I'm doing, and he's helping me me with like a lot of contacts in the in the um, ecosystem and everything that can actually help me. Uh, yeah, so I had um, I had some ex- bad experience in the beginning, but yeah, now everything is uh, everything is pretty good. How did you keep going after your father told you to give up? Because I know for a lot of people it would be really hard. <laughs> um, my whole life, um, basically what is driving me uh, through is that I can show him that I can actually be not better than, than him, but like um, just flexing on him. Because... Uh, And back when I was a kid, um, I wasn't like a great, uh, not say son, but like a, a great kid in school. And yeah, I was, to be honest, I was pretty bad, <laughs> pretty bad. And yeah, um, with this kind of uh, childhood in which uh, your father is like telling you to keep um, like reading books and do all of those stuff and you're trying to be against him then um, when you grow up you realize that everything that he said is basically true and you're just trying to convince him that um, that you are different and you already weren't all of those um, uh, yeah all of those I don't know things in the past Well, I mean, it is a motivation <laughs> and I think it is a motivation that a lot of people, I believe, can relate to because, I mean, everybody's parents have been, you know, read more books at some point in their life or telling them to give up on something. And I mean, it's great that you didn't give up. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, has your belief system changed since you started building the app? Like how how is your way of thinking being changed? So... Uh, that's a nice question. I remember um, me, Lubo, and Simo basically um, the night before the app um, the app launched. Um, it was 15th of uh, April, and we haven't slept in like 48 hours trying to uh, to get everything to to be good for the for the launch. And we had like zero beliefs, to be honest. I was thinking that there are going to be some people who are going to download the app and then, but like nothing special. And then Lubu and Simo went to sleep around 6 a.m. I went to sleep around eight 
the official uh, time for the launch was like 10 o'clock. So they wake up at eight so they can finish the finish some stuff. And then I wake, woke up at um, 10 and the first order was even before the launch. And then we both were like, maybe the application is doing well. Maybe there are going to be people who are going to, to use the application. And then just like six hours after the, the launch, the application was like the most downloaded app in, in the whole app store. And it has like, it had like uh, uh, 3000 registered people in the first like 22, 24 hours. It was crazy. And yeah, maybe our beliefs are, um, we're a little bit more positive these days because in front of us, now we have, um, basically in October, we have to launch our first way of monetization. And we're a little bit more um, optimistic, but we still have that, um, I don't know, that thinking of failure in our part of our heads. And it's, it's way better to, to think realistic and a little bit um, negative than thinking like super positive and then the things when the things didn't get well then you're like super disappointed so we're trying to keep the um, the atmosphere and the beliefs a little bit realistic and um, negative so when the things get better than we expected uh, it's obviously better for us so um, our listeners found out that you work a lot, don't sleep a lot. Uh, how do you achieve uh, work-life balance? Do you even have it? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm trying to sleep at least seven to eight hours because um, I have read that uh, book, uh, How to Sleep, or how what was the... No, How to Sleep, but... Um, ah. I figured it out and when I remembered, but um, everyone who is uh, basically trying to, to sleep less than seven to eight hours is basically killing, you're, you're basically killing yourself because um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get at least seven to eight hours of sleep. It's, it's not going well every time and it's not happening every time. But um, yeah, that's about the that's about the sleep, and um, for the work uh, for the work um, life balance balance, I don't have it to be honest. There's not a single balance in my life. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm basically. Um, running a lot and uh, using sports as a um, some kind of um, meditation or like um, some kind of a social uh, engagement with with other people uh, and yeah I, I, actually to to be honest um, I suggest running to every entrepreneur and every business owner um, of course to every single person, but um, 
there is something in the running which keeps you um, just keep on going and keep on going and keep on going going and you are like I'm about to um, to run and hit that tree and then your uh, your next going to be this rock and then the other one will be I don't know a person which is running together with you and the whole thing is building like a mentality that everything in in everything that is happening to you if you just keep on going and not like stopping, then the things will, will get better. Um, yeah, I am also preparing for for my second um, marathon, like 42, 42 kilometers marathon in Valencia. It will be my first uh, running outside of uh, Bulgaria. But yeah, uh, I can't say that I have a work-live balance. It's more like a work-sports balance. <laughs> yeah, some kind of, of that. But um, I suggest to every entrepreneur to at least um, do some kind of sport. Like, it's a, it's a must. And uh, what would you say to someone who has a great business idea and is just starting his entrepreneurial journey? What would be your advice? Do it. Like, it, I'm sounding like those people from those YouTube videos again. But... Um, you just have to to try it, at least try it. Because um, I have tried like two other businesses and they failed, but I have tried them and um, I took um, a really nice stuff from those businesses. Like um, I found out that you can actually use other platforms instead of those platforms and in every failure you can find uh, a good thing to to take a good advice or uh, some example to take and yeah just just do it um, it is easier for me to to say a thing like this because i'm uh, i have a very ex extremely um risk toler tolerance and i can basically risk a lot but um, those kind of things are um, building you like a, like a character. You have to try. Uh, it's going to fail. Like my first try of me building the application and then my second time of me building the application, probably your at least first or second time will be fail failure. But at least you, you have to try. So I have one final question for you, which we ask every guest of ours, since the podcast is called The Untold Stories. Uh, what is your untold story? Uh, I'm not prepared with an answer. Nobody ever is. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe this story with with me two days before the launch was like extremely um, life-changing moment for me because I will, I will tell you a little bit more of, of that story. Um, I was basically in a lot of debt um, because I left my nine to five uh, work at October and then the application launched was in April. And my other businesses 
wasn't going well. So I was in a lot of depth. And then I ended up with like 20 bucks in, in, in the bank account two days before the launch. And I was like starting calling those, um, those banks so I can ask them for like uh, another credit or another debt or something like that. It was like a week before, before the launch. And first a bank uh, gave me a call back and they were like, um, we're not going to give you the money which, which you want, but we can give you like 50%, 50% of, the, of the whole uh, credit. Are you in? And I was like, I'm not happy with it, but there's no other choice. I would take it. And they were like, okay, uh, we're going to give you a call back in the next two days. And I was like, I got 50% of those money. Then I will figure out a way so we can launch the app. And then I will keep some of those money so we can keep growing until we find uh, an angel investment or like a fund or something like that. And then two days before the, two days before the, the, the launch, they called me and they were like, yeah, uh, we, we told you that we can give you like 50% of the money, but we can't actually give you anything. And once you already um, built the whole strategy about and the whole, um, you already gave those money to the people, basically. You're just waiting to, 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 to the people to get in the account. So you can pay off those people, which you already um, got something from. And yeah, I basically um, say to everyone in the office to leave. Uh, it was around 4.30 or something like that. I was like, leave, like everyone, get out, get out. And I went to the store. I bought a bottle of whiskey and I sat down, I sat down to the table and I was like, I would get myself drunk, like really, really drunk. And as a, as, as the same uh, thing that I told you uh, like a minutes ago that you don't have to take decisions in, in the, in the same, um, in the same day or even in the same moment, you just have to, to leave everything. And then in the next day, when you uh, wake up a little bit better, I wasn't better the next day, to be honest. But yeah, I get my, myself drink alone in the office two days before uh, the launch of the application because we had basically 20 level in the, in the bank account. So <laughs> I think that's a good untold story. <laughs> yeah, no, actually it's one of the best ones. You know, it is a team. Like other guests have also shared stories about drugs or alcohol <laughs> in the untold stories question. So I guess it is an entrepreneurial thing. Yeah, yeah. And during the whole thing, because uh, my cousin is is working in a accelerator in uh, in Copenhagen, and I, I called him, and he was like, "It's normal. Just get drunk and wake up the wake up the other morning and figure it out." And yeah, I basically wake up the other morning, not feeling great, but I figured out a way that we found money, we found even more money and the deal was even better. And yeah, we launched Push and 
after one month, uh, our bank account was the same, like 20 bucks again. Then we found another way and yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing and being so honest and well, congrats on your success because you are being successful. And I think that's very inspirational. And I do believe that what you shared in your experience would be very helpful to our listeners. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you too. It was really nice. And I really um, yeah, felt good about the whole thing. Sharing with with people my story and like the, the same thing which, which we talked about. Um, when there is a young guy who is still in, in the whole process of doing those kind of stuff, it sounds a little bit like better and a little bit more realistic. Yeah, well, it is the reality of the situation. Like most people who are listening and starting their own business, I'm pretty sure they will encounter the same problems when they left in the bank account, <laughs> the failures, the self-doubt. So, I mean, I am truly thankful for you sharing your experience. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the episode, make sure to share it and follow us on social media at Startup Vlogograd for more awesome content.